When you visit a travel agency, you pick up a copy of SunQuest, uh, Disney Cruise, Royal Caribbean Cruise, you know, their magazine, so you could flip through, make a decision where you'd like to go or imagine you'd like to go. And what do you see on the cover? For the most part, you'll see on these travel publications quite often um, like a picture of a tourist usually gazing at the horizon from the edge of an infinity pool, right? And while you're looking at any major campaigns or advertisement for travel, especially luxury travel, you don't see us. You don't see black or brown faces. So this causes an issue because psychologically, it makes people who identify as black, Caribbean, mixed, African, or Afro-Canadians to feel like this isn't made for us, you know? While promoting the adventures of black Canadian travelers and black people traveling to Canada completely is changing that idea. All from an interesting Instagram that I've encountered and obsessed with which is at Black Canadian Travelers. You get inspired by following Black Canadian travelers and their adventures and seeing their wonderful images through places that they're visiting or they visited from Indonesia, Cairo, Abu Dhabi, you know, beyond Jamaica, <laughs> For really? Which is really nice to see. So this week's conversation is with the founder of Black Canadian Travelers. That's coming up next on the Can CC podcast. Enjoy the convo. Welcome to Black Canadian Content Creators. I am your host, Shirley Joseph, and I am uh, excited to have this this person, this concept that I found on Instagram that I thought was very interesting uh, because there is a need. And that is the amazing Instagram uh, that I follow, which is Black Canadian Travelers. And I have the founder on the show. Welcome, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. So your Instagram is all about promoting the adventures of Black Canadian travelers and Black people traveling to Canada. Now, before we go into how the 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 account count came about, um, I'd love to know a little bit about you and and your traveling adventures. So, uh, when you were growing up, was traveling a thing with your family? Yes, growing up, uh, traveling was um, a thing for my family, well, as much as we could anyways. Um, and that also included um, even just traveling like within Canada, taking road trips, uh, driving an hour away from where we, we grew up, driving two hours away from where we grew up, and taking even longer road trips than that when we couldn't really afford to um, go out of the country. But it's definitely something that my parents uh, promoted and instilled in um, me and my siblings growing up. What was the most memorable place you remember as a kid uh, while, you know, because we, we do, uh, I have a, three kids and that's one of the things we do as well. Um, we love road trips, especially when you have that many kids. It's the most affordable way <laughs> to uh, to travel. Um, 
uh, what was some of the memories that you remember specifically, uh, you know, traveling with family, road tripping and everything? Um, I think actually one of the most memorable ones or some of the most memorable ones were when my parents took us on road trips to some of the surrounding reserves. Um, we grew up in southern Ontario and my parents really believed that we should know the, our neighbors, not just in terms of our neighbors, the people we were living side by side with, but the reserves that surrounded our sort of our area and the people that were living on them and how drastically different their lives were from ours um, on a systematic level as well as just on like a daily basis level. Um, and one time we drew out, uh, we drove out to uh, Kiriganzibi is which that? is sort of in, in the area of Quebec. Okay. Uh, not too far from Ottawa. I, be, I believe from Ottawa, it's about, I want to say, I don't think it's even a two-hour drive, actually, from Ottawa. And the community there um, how, um, and how welcoming they were, but also just some of the amazing work that they're doing for their um, for their community. It's an Anishinaabe First Nation um, reserve. Mm -hmm. and, yeah, so it was just, amazing and it was kind of a day trip nothing too long but I learned so much from it and it was very eye-opening that even within Canada and the idea that we have of what life in Canada looks like isn't always accurate because not everybody's kind of living not everybody has the same access to services for example um so yeah and that's how I feel even about travel internationally and how educational it can really be it's really interesting. It's really cool that your family instilled that and showed you, especially, you know, as we are, we are um, immigrants, we all are, right? We're all visitors of a land that belongs to Indigenous peoples. And how, how, how did you, like, what was the most interesting thing? Because um, when I, I grew up in Quebec, and um and so there was a moment one time we went to a reserve and do you, oh gosh, it was like right by Pont Mercier in Montreal. And, um, and one of the things I learned is sometimes there are some reserves where you, it's not just anybody, you can't just be driving, you know, like you can't just be going into a reserve and that's from like an old Indian act that's part of Canada. And I realized in that moment, like this act was almost like a way to kind of keep people outside so you don't see, you know, A, the privacy of indigenous peoples. But for me, it felt also as trying to keep um, from on, someone from the outside, outside to see the conditions, right? Um, was it like that there for you? Like, did you learn those? I mean, I know you're little, right? But what was it like when you found, when you went into a reserve um so for me it really challenged some of the stereotypes um some of even the prejudices that i didn't know that i had but mm. that i did have about indigenous people about first nations inuit and metis because i think the image that we see on tv um isn't very positive and it isn't the full story either. Um, it's not to say that some of the negative things that we see don't happen, but it's just that it's so pervasive and it's made to seem as if that's the only way that things are, mm -hmm. but that's in case not, that's in fact not the, the case. For example, you know, 
some of the negative things we hear is, you know, oh, all indigenous people, all they do is just drink and smoke and um, they get all these complaints. Like, you know, just all these super negative um, things that we hear that are actually not entirely true. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that was just not particularly this particular reserve, but just in going to m- multiple different reserves challenged that uh, assumption, that stereotype, that bias that I had because I got to see the reality of the fact that there are reserves that don't have streetlights, for example. And part of the reason why sometimes Indigenous people are protesting is because they don't they want access to those services, and rightfully so, they should have access to those services. Or even the way that the tax breaks are presented isn't entirely accurate in terms of how it actually functions as a result of, as you mentioned, the Indian Act and how it's written and some of the um, other things that are tied with that. But of course, that's a whole kind of political conversation. But just overall, just challenged some of the things that I had seen on the media, be it the news or movies and stuff like that, that wasn't entirely accurate. Or even just things people say to each other that, you know, they've heard somewhere else, they've heard somewhere else, and they believe it, and then I believe it. And so, yeah, it was just really very eye-opening, I think is really how I can summarize it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, we can have a whole show about this. (laughs) Yeah, I would love to come back and have a whole show about this. It is a very interesting um, topic and it's a very deliberate um, topic in terms of just kind of how um, certain groups, not just Indigenous people, right, but even like if we want to talk about Muslims and Black people or whatever, how people are portrayed sometimes in the media, um, that creates these biases, that creates these sort of racial divisions and political divisions uh, among people. And it's when you get the opportunity to challenge those things um, directly, it's very, it's very exciting and it's very liberating. But it also is a reminder that action is also required on your part as a Canadian citizen, um, such as voting, <laughs> um, and change uh, some of the realities that people are facing every day. Mm-hmm. So you so you have started Black Canadian Travelers. It's a, an amazing, I'd say, Instagram hub where you are, you know, promoting the adventures of, of Canadian travelers who happen to be Black people um, traveling to Canada. Uh, what what can how did this idea come about? Um, the idea came about through my own personal page and people always asking me, how do you travel so much? You must be so rich. Do you have a sugar daddy? Those kinds of um, it would be nice. said to me often. <laughs> really? People ask <laughs> right? you, do you have a I'm sugar like, daddy? Do you know anyone who's looking? Right? I'm like, do you know anyone who's looking? Because, right? But anyhow, <laughs> <I'm> back <laughs> and back, getting back on track. <laughs> Um, yeah, sorry. Uh, basically, but people saying those kinds of things or, oh, uh, you know, where are you traveling to next? You tell them and they say, what's there? Or who's there? Who are you visiting? So it was basically just based on how much I realized that there's a lack of knowledge about the fact that one, travel doesn't always have to be expensive, especially even to some of these um, places that we believe to be very expensive, such as Bali, South Africa, Australia. Um if you know how to do it properly, if you know, you know, where to find tickets and uh, when to buy tickets, those kinds of things. But also even just this idea that, for example, for women specifically, that the only way a woman can afford to travel is if a man is paying for it. Mm. If she has a sugar daddy, if if her parents or family is rich or if she's rich. Um, 
so it was sort of to challenge those kind of again biases and assumptions but also um when the page started and uh we've been doing it a little bit more as well as we go on um looking for other travelers so i remember when i a lot of my travel the people that i traveled with were from the u.s um because i could barely get my own friends to travel or people within canada to travel because again they believed that it was expensive or just didn't seem like something valuable to them because they didn't see themselves in that role mm. um, for a variety of reasons. Um, so, yeah, so it was kind of to some things that I sort of observed in my own sort of personal journey with travel, conversations that I had with my own friends, and just recognizing a need for a space where Black Canadians could be inspired by other Black Canadians to go and travel themselves, but also to meet other Black Canadian travels to travel with, which we've done a couple of times where somebody is going to a country or is in a country and is looking for other people to sort of meet up with because they're traveling solo. Um, and so we've managed to sort of like hook up people that way. Um, or they're preparing to go on a trip and they have questions. Um, we can recommend people who've gone on those trips or if we have personally been on those trips, we can connect them with people there. We can recommend things that they should do, places to stay. Sometimes people just want to know, is it safe? Is it not safe? Can I travel alone as a woman? Can I travel alone, period? Um, what should I take with me? So it's sort of like a, it's kind of all-inclusive, but really I think it's just the, what really inspired it is wanting more people that look like me, uh, that have share similar life experiences uh, as me to also travel because it has just so greatly enriched the quality of my life. And I would love to, give other people the opportunity to do that. And then for those that are already doing that, to give them a space to be celebrated. So those people that are taking, that are traveling already, um, that are exploring Canada, that are leaving Canada, to have a place for them to be celebrated. Because um, it's a lot of work to plan a trip, mm -hmm. uh, to take the pictures and post them and all that stuff. Um, and so that deserves to be celebrated. I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, I... I'm thinking when I was going through your Instagram, like, oh, you know, I'm going to Instagram and I'm looking at these beautiful pictures. And it's like, it's amazing to see black people traveling in all parts of the world. So this is kind of like saying, hey, check out this person went here or check out that person went here. But what you're saying is people are going on here to also connect with some of the people that they're seeing from the account. Yes. That's yes, actually. And people get back to us. And it's, it's so exciting when people are like, oh, you know, I linked up with X and we went on this trip. That's or, so cool. I went to ask them, yeah, you know, or I went to ask them about their trip and they put me in touch with somebody that they met on the trip and that person like completely made my trip. Like just little things like that, that really, really, they're so satisfying. Um, and, you know, that's kind of selfish, but they are very satisfying. It's so nice to feel uh, to see that the page is useful and people are finding other ways that maybe we didn't even think of initially to use the page, um, which is great. And and people are, you know, uh, DM us all the time with random requests that we've never really thought of. But it's exciting to see that people feel like it's a safe space for them to reach out for uh, whatever um, travel-related um, stuff that they might have. And it's cool to see Black people beyond the Caribbean, right? They're taking, because um, 
we've grown i know for my generation growing where you just kind of just go back home right um for for the most part yep. for the most amount of black folks because i know there are black people who are generations and generations of afro-canadians as well right but the the mm-hmm. non-afro-canadians the ones who have we are first or second generation um immigration uh kids or um you know it's 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 interesting to see people who are in Bali and who are in uh, Thailand or you know what I mean or in China. Um, what are yeah. some, what are some of the places that you've traveled? So uh, that you've traveled to that was that you've gone to and was surprising to you. Um, I think all of them have been because you just don't realize how much like preconceived notions you have about a place until you get there. You always think that you're going there with a, like a blank slate, but it's just simply not the case. But so a lot of places have surprised me, but I think the one most relevant sort of to the conversation we're having would probably be uh, maybe Brazil um, and maybe Panama, Uh, Brazil, just in terms of how vibrant, lively, alive the black Afro culture is there, mm-hmm. um, how much they identify with Africanness, Afroness, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, the prevalence of like African print fabrics and um, you know, um what what is it called? I think it's Roomba and just the actual music and just how alive it is and uh how much um work is going into keeping it alive and into connecting with that part of the culture um i was really surprised to find out uh, i went to a sort of a there's a meetup that happens in rio uh where sort of all all the black people in rio meet up um they call it wakanda madurira i believe really the name for it uh yeah and so they meet up uh, and have sort of like barbecue style potluck style events um and sometimes other themed events at least once a month but what was crazy about it was how many of those people have all been to Africa at some point in their life, if not multiple times. And so I know for me personally, I have this idea that Afro-Latinos don't associate with Blackness or with Africanness or that kind of thing. So again, it was sort of very introspective for me of just like thinking back and sort of stopping and trying to apply that to my everyday life of trying not to have assumptions about people, even when, you know, that's what I've been told is the case, but to put, to try to put that away and be open to the idea that people are probably not what I expect them to be. But also it was just really amazing. And also how welcoming they were to me and my group of friends when we went, um, we barely spoke Portuguese and most of them did, but they were so inviting. And despite the language barrier with a lot of people, we still felt, um, we never felt out of place um, at any of the events that we went to. Um, and yeah, yeah, just, it was, it was just really amazing. And I think Panama was also just, um, really beautiful. It was more beautiful than I knew that it was. Um, I've seen mostly sort of the downtown area, which looks very much like a Miami, uh, or, you know, like a, uh, Canadian or American sort of city. Mm. I hadn't seen too much of uh, the, uh, other surrounding areas, which I had a chance to see. Um, when I was there and it was just really beautiful. So I guess I had, uh, I was just, uh, yeah. Well, go- going back to the, the, the Instagram, what did, what did you wish you had known uh, before you started out this specific content? 
Um, just how much time it takes. <laughs> um, it's a huge commitment, and our team is growing to try to manage that. Um, and just sort of how easy it is to fall into the um, uh, fall into the trap of that, uh, you know. Uh, project creep where you know things that are sort of slightly related to what you do but aren't really what you do and ending up taking them on and how much work that adds on so when you have that sort of project creep being able to sort of be like okay that would be an interesting thing to do but maybe we shouldn't to try to focus very much on what we're doing uh because for example when we started out we were consistently doing our sort of uh travel trip travel tip thursdays I haven't been doing them as much uh, just because we just haven't had the manpower, the capacity to be able to maintain it. But and, I think our you, team is growing and we're going to be able And you're doing the tips on Instagram Sorry? or on a website? Or on- yes. Okay. Yes, we are doing them on Instagram every Thursday. We'd have the hashtag and we'd have a new tip every Thursday. Um, and we just haven't done it, I think, in the last two months or so. Um, just because, again, we haven't had the capacity to be maintaining them because they actually get quite a bit of engagement because people always have sort of questions about it. So it's things like, you know, how to maximize on getting airplane points and using those to get, you know, cheaper flight seats or how to use like peppermint oil to manage migraines or bloating on flights, but just random tips that just help out with traveling. Mm -hmm. So yes, I wish I had kind of known how much work and commitment um, it was. Um, And so I guess I've been better prepared um, for it. Uh, right from the beginning so that we'd be able to be more consistent um, in posting, engaging with um, our audience um, and providing tips because that's what people really want. That's uh, We get a lot of feedback that people would really like that to come back and we're working on bringing that back um, and maintaining it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, think yeah it's... I just really underestimated how much work it is. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I know people think when you're like doing things, um, let's say in your case, you're you're utilizing, you know what you remind me of? It just clicked in my brain right now. You remind me of, and people are going to be like, I can't believe I'm not associating you with that brand. <laughs> but the way that you're operating it, the way, the same way that they did, like with the shade room, uh, the shade room started off that way where it was like Instagram focused and then now mm-hmm. it's grown to have a website and it's a huge business. Is that the direction you're yeah, seeing for, for Black uh, Canadian travelers as well? Yes, um, we do have a website that's just not live because, again, just a capacity uh, issue um, that we always planned to sort of link with our Facebook so that people will be able to easily go and find those tips and that kind of thing to make it easier for reference. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's sort of, is somewhat of um, the sort of direction we're headed in. Um, and hopefully we'll be able to sort of launch that soon yeah. <laughs> as our team sort of grows and trains and kind of we build our brand. Uh, but yeah, that's something that we, we've we been working towards. We just really don't want to start anything that we're not going to be able to maintain. Because right. it's, uh, I think it's really unfair to our audience as well and probably to our team. <laughs> um, yeah. No, it's interesting. The it, we're, we're the reason I'm mentioning brand and 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 this, you know, I mentioned the shade room, shade room because they had like that was their strategy. Um, and and what's interesting here is your strategy is is to separate your personal and this particular brand. 
uh, I know like one thing when when we when I first started podcasting with my hubby, we were very specific. We didn't want our names out there a because of our jobs and stuff like that. And some of the subjects we were talking about. <laughs> but, um, you know, and also we had a strategy of showcasing having our listeners be mainly not knowing that we're from Canada because a lot of unfortunately there are people who would think just because you're which was very strange that have said you know I wouldn't have listened if I knew you're in Canada um I don't know why maybe they thought they think Canadians are not that interesting who knows especially American um listeners but for you I'd love to talk about that. You are very strategic to not put your personal aspect out there because you really want to focus on on the brand itself. Can you talk about that? Elaborate on that? Like what made you decide to do it this way? Um so we uh me personally, <laughs> I already have my own sort of travel Page, travel life, travel journey that I'm on. Um, and then the space was always meant to be creating a space for other people um, who either don't have that space, have that space, or want to grow it um, and want to connect. Because I feel like I do that already on my personal page. And it seems sort of, I guess, sort of selfish to do it twice. Um, and then um, because I've seen other pages and this is not again a criticism to other pages because what, whatever works for you, um, that's fine. It's just more, I didn't want this page to be about me, mm. especially because I didn't have a page. I wanted the space to be the page to be about other people, to be about connecting other people. Um, and I think when you, if I had made this page where my identity is on it, um, yeah, it would sort of just then become an extensive, like, because I mentioned sort of earlier also how much work it is. Um, I meant how much work it is to manage your own page as well as to manage another page. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it would sort of quickly just become an extension of my own page. I have to, when it's me posting, which I try hard not to have it be me posting, um, I try to have it be our other two administrators, but I also um, do some posting. I even have try to change the voice because I'm trying to avoid also my personal biases and my personal, um, just adding, yeah, my own personal biases to the page as well as any other biases that maybe people might have about me to the page, because that's not what the page is about. Um, good or bad about me, I guess. Um, you really want to have a strong sense of focusing on the, the travels, the travelers themselves. Yes, for sure. And I think also it's really, because it, we were sort of going for a community model, I think is the other thing. Mm. And it's hard to have a community model built around a person mm. because that person sort of becomes the token for the page, becomes the face of the page. Um, yeah. And I really didn't want that, just the added sort of pressure on me <laughs> that would create, <laughs> but also just in terms of like, I don't know how fair that would be, especially to some people who've just started, because there's some people who've been posting or who've been talking to, they've just gone on their first trip um, alone. And so then there's us, you know, we already have a following. We already have um, sort of relationships within the travel community. Um, and it just didn't really, I guess, seem fair to do it, to do it that way. Um, and it's been working so far. There hasn't been too much demand for um, who we are. Um, but I think also that's another point 
with it being a community based sort of um, project, if it were to get to a point where people were really, that was something that I guess the audience was really um, keen on or wanted, um, we would be open to walk to sort of moving towards that model. But since so far um, it hasn't been an issue, um, we're going to sort of see how it goes. And I think um, in terms of, I guess, vision and strategy, we have a vision, we have a strategy, but we are also very flexible in that because at the end of the day, what we really want to accomplish is meeting the needs of our audience, meeting the needs of Black Canadian travelers, meeting the needs of Americans who are coming and traveling to Canada, who we also feature on the page, who we talk to on the page when they have questions um, about coming to Canada. Um, but yeah, so if the needs do change, we are adaptable and more flexible and we are aware of the fact that the needs are likely going to change as our page grows, as our audience grows, um, and as just knowledge in general about traveling um, changes mm-hmm. over time. I want to play a fun game with yeah. you. It's um, I saw this this article and I thought, oh, the, the, I'd love to know what you think. And you you let me know if it's true or false on that or, or you know, you, you agree on this. So there, it's a uh, it's four things you can expect overseas as a black traveler. So number one, is it true or false that locals will stare? Uh, I say true, but I think it depends on where you are. Okay. I find that more prevalent in Asia, um, where people not just stare, but even want to take pictures with you and <laughs> that kind of thing. Um, but less so, I think, in like places where there are more Black people in general, you don't get stared at. But places where there are less Black people, you get stared at. Okay. And how about number two, the fascination with Black hair? I personally haven't experienced too much of that. Uh, my last trip, though, first time of traveling for, like, years that I've had that happen. So... Where, where was it? Uh, what was it? Where was it specifically? And like, did the person just go up and touch your hair? <laughs> uh, it was just people like, oh my god, your hair's so beautiful! Your hair's so beautiful! Your hair's so beautiful! And then sometimes leaning towards touching it. <laughs> <laughs> and funny enough, it was both men and women, um, including a border security agent actually. So, um, <laughs> trying to leave Malaysia and uh, this um, going through. I guess it's customs, but it was trying to leave. Yeah, so I guess it would be customs. Um, and one of the agents that's sitting down wasn't even serving me. I was like, I really like your hair. And after having been staring for a while, and then kind of ended up laughing with me and whatnot. And it smoothed out my uh, my sort of customs experience, so I wasn't uh, upset about it. But yeah, this was probably the first trip where I really experienced that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also normally... Um, I wear a lot of wigs and sort of straighter hairstyles. So perhaps that's also why, mm. um, because I think I hear that a lot from people who travel with natural hairstyles or even braids and sort of locks and, you know, very, I guess, black, mm-hmm. if you want to say it, uh, hairstyles, mm-hmm. um, that, that increasingly so happens. Um, yeah. So the blacker the, the style, the more fascination you may get. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> got absolutely. it. And it makes sense because I think that's also probably why I got that more so this 
um, this trip than other trips. Because, yeah, for sure, there's always that, you know, that fascination, which we even get here in Canada, you know, when you have your hair braids. How did you do that? Are those extensions? So is it, like, sewn to your head? You know, that kind of thing (laughs) (laughs) is the same thing you pretty much get um, while traveling when you do have your braids and things that, yeah, I guess. People don't understand. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and and this one, yeah. I think uh, it leans that it's more, it's very specific on based on where you're going that you, you might just have, you might get some perks. You, it just might have some perks for you to travel in certain places. Like an example um, where someone went to Cairo and the owner gave him 10% off and then told them, like, and the person asked him, well, why did you, you know, take 10% off? And the, and the owner said, well, because you're my sister. So uh, do you, oh, yeah. have you run into that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's like, I personally love it. I know some people don't like it. They feel like it's a very tokenizing experience. And I mean, it is, but hey, you're saving me money. I'm mm. not going to complain. But for sure, you have, um, especially when you go sometimes to very, I guess, bougie or luxurious places where they don't see a lot of uh, black people and there happens to be a black person working there. Sometimes they're just happy to see another black person um, traveling and being able to afford this kind of life. And so they're like, yeah, I'm going to hook you up. Or it's the opposite where it's not even a black person. Um, and they're just satisfied. So, sorry, so, um, oh, what's the word? Um, they're just so fascinated by blackness. But yeah, they give you discounts just because you're black. And they keep telling you how they like your blackness. Like they like the color of your skin, for example. I love how dark it is. It's so beautiful. And you're like, normally I'd be upset about this, but since you're giving me a discount, I'm just going to keep it pushing, you know? Yeah, but like, yeah. it's a weird sort of cognitive thing that goes on in your head because you're sort of upset and it's very passive aggressive, but you're also enjoying this 50% off. Hey, hey, anytime you can <laughs> yeah, save, help sure. me save money or you, or you have good food, we're going to be friends. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, or better service. And it's true, like, sometimes they will give you extra, like, when they're so, um, yeah. And, it, again, Asia, I think, for me, hasn't really been a place where that happens, where I get better service. Like, they're um, coming to our table more than other people's table really? just because, like, they just want to talk to us. And, right. Oh, so do you know this? Like, just asking silly questions and stuff like that, but we're just getting more service with it. So we sort of just play along mm-hmm. and keep going because <laughs> there is sort of some, some perks associated with it yeah and the last the sense of sisterhood or brotherhood that gets real and and i guess again it it goes along where depending where you go where you get a surprising and i guess it hits on what you just said too you get a surprising warmth uh you know where that comes across another with other travelers in the um that are also black or within the people who lives in in the in the country and there's a black community there yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and that's really been a big thing for me. I think a lot of some of the travel friends I have now are, yeah, it's just like, you know, you're in Europe, for example, there's not a lot of other black people in Greece or wherever you are. And you spot another black person, you know, there's the nod, but sometimes it's even more than the nod of, hey, <laughs> how long are you here? What are you up to? And actually doing the rest of your activities together. That's awesome. Um, which I've had happen multiple times of, you know, they're like, oh, I'm here for another two days. Oh, yeah, me too. You know, what airline are you on or whatever? Um, sometimes you're on the same flight because I've met Canadians. Uh, black Canadians in uh, other countries. Um, oh yeah, we're doing this tour. Or oh, we already did this tour. It was trash. Don't bother. 
what was really, really good, go with this company instead, or we haven't done it yet, we're going to do it tomorrow. Okay, cool, we'll do it tomorrow too. We'll move around our schedule. And then suddenly you have people to do stuff with. Um, and I find, especially when you're solo, that I, I guess because you're generally more open to meeting other people when you're solo, and especially if the other person is solo too, mm-hmm. that that happens a lot. Because sometimes when you're traveling as a group, you're just so, sort of so into your, you're managing your group. Uh, but yeah, that really happens a lot. And sometimes then you follow each other, right, on social media, exchange numbers, and actually stay in contact outside of the trip and plan future trips even. Um, so yeah, there's really this amazing um sisterhood, brotherhood, community thing that happens when you are traveling, um, especially where you are just so marginalized, like there's just so few of you, you mm-hmm. kind of hold on to the few, like, oh, yeah, I found somebody who kind of understands me, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I just know you'd understand me just by looking at you, so, yeah, it's really, it's amazing, and same thing with local people as well, where, um, yeah, sometimes they, um do some you know they help you out just because you know you look like them and you share similar sort of history experience life experience uh, with them and that's also really amazing as well well i think this i've learned a lot like i i didn't know like i said um this is very cool keep doing what you're doing with the instagram i can't wait the um, for for this brand to keep growing and eventually that that it'll have a website and then we can you know all the tips and everything like that will be all on there so people can find you at black canadian travelers on instagram uh and then when are you uh are planning to be in other social or facebook or or hoping to have a website uh we are hoping to launch the uh the website in the new year okay uh, we're still sort of thinking about whether um, Facebook uh, is something that we want to do, um, but we definitely were thinking of doing um, Snap, moving on to Snapchat as well. Um, not so much Twitter, so we're definitely still, like, we're playing with the idea of um, Facebook um, accounts, but I'm not too sure how necessary Snap is with uh, Instagram model sort of being very close to Snapchat these days. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we are kind of open to moving to all platforms as necessary. Uh, but the website, we really hope to launch it um, in the first quarter of the new year. Um, so we're just going to speak it out into existence and hope that uh, that that helps us along the way. Yeah, definitely. Well, the key- and perhaps, yeah. Well, keep keep doing what you're doing. I I love the page. It's amazing. I love the visual. And it's so, um, it's nice. And it's important to have because yes, we tend to find black travelers that tend to be more American focused. So it's nice to see that um, a seeing Canadian black Canadian travelers traveling beyond the Caribbean. Uh, but uh, yeah, and from what yeah. I've learned, this page, this uh, this account is a great resource for, you know, fellow black Canadian travelers to connect with others who've already gone to these places and gain their experience and maybe hopefully travel with them, too. Love that. Yeah, no, for sure. And we also just hope that like that as we're seeing, you know, time is going by when we're looking at travel hashtags that are don't have black in them that will be seeing black people in the top of those travel hashtags mm-hmm. or you know if you look up just canadian traveler the top people and they are not black they don't they don't look anything like me they don't look anything like you uh so that's something you know we're hoping 
this page can somewhat contribute to, but also just the travel of other people will contribute to. When we're looking at travel pamphlets, travel websites that we'll be seeing, uh, you know, black models uh, or black families, right? Mm-hmm. When you look at those uh, summer vacation um, pamphlets and um, cruise pamphlets, that yeah, you know, the idea that a black family would be on that uh, pamphlet and would be on that trip would be normalized. Mm-hmm. Um, For so, sure. yeah, that would be amazing. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. And I'll have to invite you back. No, maybe we, thank you for having us. I'd love to invite you back. Maybe we could do a talk about like solo traveling and some tips because I've been thinking about sure. it, but I'm I'm not sure, especially like, I've, okay, here's the thing. For me, I'm, I'm you know, like Generation X. I'm not a millennial. And I do tend to find, <laughs> <laughs> and I do tend to find like, most of the solo travelers are millennials and at my age and I'm like, oh, I want I'm I'd like to do it. I could see myself do it, but there's a hesitation, you know, and so and, and, and that's understandable. Yeah. So I we you know what? That's a whole show. We'll have to I'll have to have you back and we'll have a whole show about solo traveling. No, we would absolutely love to do that because, yeah, we are big advocates of solo travel just because waiting for your friends, we all know how that is. Right. So we would love to come back and talk about that. <laughs> we won't throw shade to any of our friends because we love them, but <laughs> they know themselves. <laughs> exactly. So we would love to, uh, to take some jobs at our friends with you um, at a future date. Okay, sounds good. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you so much for having us. Okay, don't go anywhere. Okay, so um, yes, as I mentioned, October 27th will be, that's when it'll be up. And what I do is I will send you access to have Google Drive for a couple of weeks where you'll have the pictures that I'm going to use once, you know, I post it and then you have access to the assets basically. And so you could, you know, use it to share in your socials and things like that. It'll be all in the email once uh, the show is up. Okay, that's awesome. Thank you again. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you for your patience and with the whole like tech stuff. <laughs> and yeah, I, I uh Oh no, that's okay. And then once you guys have the site uh up, let me know. You know, uh I'm happy to share. Yeah, no, for sure. Up. We'll definitely keep in touch. Yeah, for sure. Well you have a have a good Saturday and the rest of the weekend be uh nice and chill for you. Awesome. Yeah, no, thank you so much. Thank you for having us. This was uh, fun and a great opportunity. And I definitely look forward to, um, yeah, having that solo travel thing. Perhaps maybe I'll do it from my personal page. Who knows? But yeah, yeah no, no, that, that would be amazing. It's, it's important because um, I know I'm curious about it. So I'm sure a lot of people are curious. It's, it's, it's like a new, it's not so new, but still kind of a new concept, especially in our community. Mm-hmm. So it's important for people to hear. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, the, the your parents, for sure, when you take that first trip, even as an oh adult, are kind of like, you've lost your mind. <laughs> you know so, what? That's yeah, a good topic. How do, <laughs> we're going to yeah. have to go over that. That's a good topic. How do you answer when your parents are saying, what are you doing? Are you crazy? <laughs> Why are you traveling alone? <laughs> How do you answer that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. We, we, we've been through all that. You're going where? <laughs> By yourself? 
Yeah. Right. And then, you know, them calling you every day or every couple hours or whatever. And then slowly they kind of just accept that this is who you are now. Mm-hmm. And then they sort of, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's, yeah. And it's a different thing because, right, other, some other cultures don't do the same thing, right? Like the, the role of the parents sort of decreases as they get to that, oh. you know, 18, 19, 20. So it's a different conversation altogether. Oh, my when God. are talking about child or whatever. <laughs> yeah, you're right, because the Caribbean culture tends to be kind of like, what the hell? But there seems to be like in yeah. some parts of Africa where there's like, especially a lot of um, kids, a- African kids, they go overseas to study and things like that. So it's normal. Oh, girl, we can get like, okay, if if you stay, we're going to be on the phone for another hour. <laughs> yeah, I know for sure. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. All right. Thank you so much. Have a good day. You too. Bye. Thanks for being on the show. Bye. No problem. Bye. The Black Travel Movement is gaining momentum and you can keep seeing it grow with the hashtag Black Canadian Travelers. Check out at Black Canadian Travelers on Instagram and let them know how you found out about their amazing Instagram feed. Um, their services and let them know you really enjoy the content and don't be shy to also connect with the fellow travelers that they showcase to help you give ideas for your next trip follow the show on all social media platforms that's Black Canadian CC Uh, subscribe and never miss the show on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play CastBox or any other podcast player And if you found value with this episode, I would really appreciate a rating and a review on iTunes or a comment on any other podcast listening platform. Oh, and uh, tell your family, friends, and fellow Canadian content creators about the show. That will also help. Okay. Oh, and also last last, last thing I want to mention, visit the group. If you go on Facebook and you search for Black Canadian content creators, or the fastest way is if you go to bit.ly forward slash Black Canadian CC, that is the easiest way to join the group. Till next time. Bye. Enjoy your next trip. <laughs> <laughs>